Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What's up, Bills fans, Bills Mafia, and Bills fanatics? Welcome to another episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast, the only podcast that gives you unique Bills fan perspective and unique Bills player interviews. I'm your host, Nate, and we have a special treat for you in this episode. If you're new to our podcast, we have several post-draft episodes discussing rookie prospects and obviously our thoughts on the drafting of quarterback Josh Allen. And speaking of Josh Allen, we are in the middle of off-season training activities and you're hearing a lot of news about rookies like Allen, middle linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, defensive tackle Harrison Phillips, and other rookies looking to make their mark. In this episode, I interview an under-the-radar, undrafted rookie defensive end out of the University of South Florida, Mike Love. Now, you might already know Mike Love, but didn't realize it. He was in the famous picture with fellow rookie Gerhard DeBeer, where the backs of their jerseys together read, Love, and DeBeer, with the caption, Weekend Vibes. The picture went viral within the Bills community and was retweeted by the official Bud Light Twitter page. But there is so much more to Mike than this social media post. When I was asked if I wanted to interview Mike by his agency, I said, of course. I mean, who wouldn't want to interview a Bills rookie? I read up on Mike, his background, his upbringing, what drives him, and the steps he's made to become the man he is today. And his story is so much more than just a happy hour tweet. And not for nothing, we Bills fans, we love our undrafted rookies. I mean, who is the most popular Bill in the last 15 years besides an undrafted running back by the name of Fred Jackson? So we love these guys. We root for these guys. They are underdogs, as we have been in the NFL for years. So without further ado, here's his story. He is a six foot three, two hundred and fifty five pound defensive end from the University of South Florida. He is a rookie that signed with the Buffalo Bills as a free agent and is in the middle of OTAs. I'm joined by Mike Love. Mike, it is great to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm really, really good. Thank you for having me. It's a really good experience to be here. Oh, great. I appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm sure it's been a crazy experience for you from the time you left campus at USF to the time that you took the practice field in Buffalo. How has the experience been overall? Uh, I mean, so far it's been really fast. Uh, it's like, you know, getting on a NASCAR car and just driving 200 miles per hour. But the so the staff that we have uh, in the Bills is just amazing. Uh, the personnel people and the coaches, they really get the rookies and they really uh, get them enough time to learn everything, to learn the uh the, the transition part, they, uh, you know, we have extra meetings because some of the vets will probably be in for four hours and uh, we'll be there for probably nine to 10 hours, maybe 11, well, just 10 hours. And we'll get those extra meetings after practice. We'll get uh, some rookie development program meetings 
where they kind of talked to us about, um, you know, just things about transition to the NFL, some things to look out for, some things we should get involved in, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and I already know the playbook, most of the playbook because of these extra meetings. I know a lot of things that a rookie should know because of some of these meetings. And it's been very, very awesome so far. And, uh, really enjoying the experience and what they're, you know, how they're setting it up for us. They're doing a wonderful job. Well, great. That actually leads into my next question, because on the outside looking in, it seems like the Bills coaching staff has tried to implement a process-driven, no-nonsense culture. Is that the impression you've gotten so far from Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, and the rest of the coaching staff? Well, the culture we're building here is uh, just basically playoff caliber. You want to be a, a playoff caliber. You want to do playoff caliber things. Uh, it's just the daily routine we do in life. You know, the way we eat, the way we come into the building, the way we practice, the way we go over meetings, the way we go over our playbook, uh, the way you shower, the way you get treatment, the way you do training, the way you work out. We want everything to be playoff caliber, and we just want to fall in love with the process. Is that That's what he says. And just basically – um, and respect the process, you know, and that's what uh, the culture I've seen so far, and that's what I'm doing and uh, adapting to right now, which is being playoff caliber. Everything I do is just playoff caliber. So let's go back to April. Uh, draft weekend came and went, and you weren't drafted, but signed on with the Bills soon after. What made you choose the Bills over other teams in that free agency period? Uh, I was talking to Aaron White. Aaron White Cotton before the draft, uh, a couple weeks before the draft, during the whole draft process, uh, in the middle of the draft, after the draft. And uh, I just really like his message about the type of player I can become and uh, the opportunity that I have here. And I was just so thankful at the end of the draft that they gave me an opportunity. And it was just a blessing for them to uh, have given me one. So in saying that, I'm I'm sure you've heard about the weather here in Buffalo in wintertime, and I know you're from South Florida. Um, is that a worry to you at all? And have you ever talked to other teammates about it? The weather has been great so far, so I've really been loving it. Uh, I've talked to a lot of teammates and coaches about the snow. They told me it gets really cold, but that's just something I'm going to have to adapt to. I mean, I you know grew up when it was humid, and I dealt with that, so I'm pretty sure I can handle a little bit of cold if I wear the right stuff. So what about the Bills fan base, the Bills Mafia? I mean, what have your teammates told you about us? Uh, so far, they just told me uh, about Bills Mafia. They were just saying, you'll see, you'll find out. It's awesome. Uh, it's a great place to play in. Uh, it'll be hard for teams to play in there because of them and because of the way we play. So, I mean, I just, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen anything yet, and uh, you know, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. So so getting to being on the field, um, the Bills ranked 29th in sacks last season and 29th in defending the run. Uh, what kind of skill set do you bring to the Bills at, at defensive end that would help them in these areas? Uh, I'm a very quick, twitchy guy, and uh, I think I'll bring a, a good motor to them uh, coming off the ball, a really good get-off, and just becoming the player that they want me to become. You know, I'm learning their techniques and just trying to be a, you know, a Bills defender, you know, a Bills defensive end, you know, not a Mike Love DN or a USF DN, just trying to become a Buffalo Bills defensive end and learn their technique and 
you know, do do what I'm told to do the right things on the field and succeed. So in playing on the field, you've had to battle through injuries in college. You've had surgeries on both knees and your foot. How do you feel now physically? Uh, right now I feel great, and it's just all a matter of taking care of your body. Uh, and that's another thing that I love about this program. They they preach, you know, playoff caliber. You know, they say when you get treatment, even when you get treatment, playoff caliber. Take care of your body. Save your body. It'll last long. All the all of the uh, all, all all of my teammates do it. You know, they all they all get treatment. So it's just a part of the process there uh, at the stadium. Just a process, man. Training is a, is part of the process of becoming great and being a playoff caliber team. Great. It, I saw that you finished college and graduated with your master's degree in entrepreneurship at USF. How important was that to you? It was really important to finish. My mom was really proud of me. Uh, it was definitely days that I thought that I didn't need it because uh, it was kind of coming in between my pro day, my pro day program of trying to work out and trying to, you know, get my 40 time down. And then I have class at six. And it was some days I was like, you know, I really can just come back. It's just one semester. But, you know, talking to my mom and one of my number one supporters, she was just in my ear telling me how important it is to finish this because how far I came. So it was really important to get that degree. And I'm just really glad I made the decision to do it. Well, you know, you just recently talked about your mother, Shalonda, and how close of a relationship you have with her. Uh, but you also have a close relationship with Lisa Martinez and the Martinez family. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, I really have a good relationship. I have a second family as well. I had uh, moved in with them my freshman year in high school. Uh, I didn't know what I was really doing with my life. And uh, my best friend, Dalton, was the son of Dave Martinez. And he was, uh, at the time, a bench coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. And I always used to go over there prior to living there. And every time I went over there, I seemed like I was doing right. You know what I'm saying? Just being right and having a little authority because, you know, he wasn't allowed that at night. He didn't do anything bad. And when I would go home, back home, it's not like my mom didn't discipline me. You know, I was just a young kid, you know, no father around, just no authority. So I would just be around doing whatever I wanted. But it seemed like every time I went over there, I was doing the right thing. So, I, you know, I thought, brought it upon myself one time i was like you know i'm kind of tired of being like this not listening to my mom and stuff so i talked to her and i talked to their family and i told them that i just wanted to move in with them and you know change my life around and mama lisa which what i call lisa martinez she agreed to it she said it was totally fine it was up to your mom my mom said yeah she'll try it out and i've been i went there for four years um and everything's just been really good since i moved in i mean i got on a roll for the first time i just started I've started playing football and stuff and, you know, everything just went the right way after I moved in with that family. And my mom was right there. It's not like I didn't see her. She was there and she was very supportive with it. And, you know, I was glad that she said it was okay. So it worked out well. So, I mean, that, that family, you know, they mean everything to me as well as my mom. That's a great story between your mother and the Martinez family. You, you actually um, just touched on that, but along with becoming a part of the Martinez family, you just met your biological father, Grant Miller, for the first time three years ago. What was that experience like? Uh, I was living with my mom at the time because it was a uh, uh, no, 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 no. I was in college actually. I apologize. And my mom had ran into my grandmother on my father's side, and 
was just catching up and my mom was showing her pictures of all her sons and she said, uh, oh, Mike looks like Grant. And uh, my mom kind of looked at it and said, oh, they kind of do look alike. And, you know, my mom called me one day and said, I think I know who your father is because we previously thought it was someone else. And uh, I told her that I didn't know. I don't, I really wasn't worried about it, but I kind of prayed for nights like that. So I took that shot and, you know, we ended up meeting at a park. And once I saw him, you know, I was like, man, he, a spitting image of me like like we look just alike you know mm -hmm. like you couldn't deny it at all so i knew that was my dad and we've just been we've been close ever since trying to make up the 20 you know the 20 21 years that we missed out on and you know he didn't know about me it wasn't at 12 but we have a great relationship now and that's all i can ask for well, that's great. I, I hope every single member of your family can come up to see you uh, this September in Buffalo when we kick off. On another note, uh, you recently took a picture with teammate Gerhard DeBeer in a tweet from the Buffalo Bills official Twitter account where you stand next to each other, backs facing the camera, and your jerseys spell out love and DeBeers with the caption weekend vibes. Um, the official uh, Bud Light Twitter page retweeted it out and it became viral within the Bills community. Uh, did you think it would be that popular when they asked you to take the picture? <laughs> to be honest, I knew to get you know a bunch of a bunch of clout. You know, I didn't know it was going to get that much viral, but it was. I told them it was really clever. They asked me if I was down to take the picture, and I said, "Of course." I mean, you know, I'm down with it, and we took the picture. It was pretty cool so far. I like it, man. Pretty good experience. Like, that was after the first practice, so that was a really good, you know, a good sign. I like the vibe. <laughs> yeah, Bills fans know who you are now, Mike. Um, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, or if you've ever seen Deadspin, but Bills fans love to tailgate. Um, we love drinking. We love wings. We love our sports teams. And our podcast is putting together an ultimate tailgate playlist on our YouTube channel, are there any songs that you listen to particularly, but like before a game, that really get you pumped up that we should add to our playlist? Uh, let me get you guys right. <laughs> uh, little baby, well, it's L I L and then baby, so little baby. Uh huh. Call yes, indeed. One song called Yes Indeed. Yes Indeed. Okay. And uh. I listen to uh, a lot of Drake, a lot of Kevin Gates. So whatever song you guys find by Kevin Gates or Drake, uh, <laughs> Young Blue, that's, that's the way to go right what's now. Your, what's your favorite Drake song to listen to? Look Alive right now. Look Alive right, right and, now. And uh, the Yes Indeed. The Yes Indeed has Drake in it. Oh, cool. Yes, awesome. Awesome. Well, uh you know, you don't, you're not on Twitter, but you do have an Instagram account. Uh, Mike, where can the Bills follow you? Uh, the Bills can follow you Mike Love. That's my full name, M-I-K-E-L-O-V-E -E underscore 98. Pretty simple. Okay, great. Mike Love underscore 98. Well, you have a, a great story, Mike. Um, we're all going to be rooting for you as time goes on through uh, OTA's mandatory minicamp and training camp. He is Mike Love, undrafted rookie defensive end for the Buffalo Bills out of the University of South Florida. Thank you, Mike, for taking the time and coming on the Circling the Wagons podcast. And really, we look forward to seeing you at training camp. All right. You too, Nate. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it. So Mike's story is similar to the movie The Blind Side, without all of the Hollywood script edits, of course. 
He came from a home with a single mother of four boys and realized in ninth grade that he needed more stability in his life. I mean, just think about that. What were you doing at 13 years old? Probably not thinking of ways to be more mature with your life. I know I wasn't. And he moved in with his best friend Dalton and the Martinez family to go on and make honor roll, do well enough in sports to get into University of South Florida. And Mike and the Martinez family deserve a lot of credit for putting him in his current path and getting to where he is right now. But let's not forget uh, Shalanda, Mike's mother, for allowing Mike to do this. It was not easy for her to let her son live somewhere else before college, but she saw the bigger picture and is a huge reason for his success today. And as you heard, they remain very close. Um, an interesting fact that Mike didn't bring up is that the father of the Martinez family, Dave Martinez, is now the manager for the Washington Nationals baseball team. So, I don't know, pretty cool stuff. Just thought I'd add that. So real quick, I just wanted to plug our Tee Public store. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback for our Bill shirts on there. They are awesome. They fit great, and we've sold a bunch already in the short time it's been up. So thanks to everyone that's bought one or more. Uh, we have our awesome Bills-themed podcast logo, of course, the Hall of Famers banner with the name of every Buffalo Bills Hall of Famer on it. With the year they got inducted, um, we also have the AFC wildcard chances graph, which shows exactly what day and time the Bills ended the drought in our Let's Go Buffalo t-shirt, um, which we now have a G-rated version and more of an R-rated version for. And uh, we just added our uh, Bills Trust the Process head coach art piece that you'll definitely have to check out. Um, it's at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctw pod so t public is t e e public it's like thomas edward edward public.com and slash stores slash ctw pod ctw pod is just like our twitter handle uh charlie tango whiskey pod and i and i know some of you are thinking nate i like your kick-ass bills artwork but don't need another t-shirt well you know what i got you covered because every art piece that we have on this site is not only available in t-shirts, tank tops, and hoodies for men, women, children, and even babies, but there are also coffee mugs, travel mugs, cell phone cases, posters, canvas prints, stickers, laptop cases, pillows, tote bags, notebooks, and probably like 10 other things I can't even think of off the top of my head. And with every purchase, we will write a check to Hunter's Hope Jim Kelly's charity for screening newborns because even though we love the bills here on the circling the wagons podcast, we love charity, our community and helping out. So again, check out our stuff at tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. So going back to our interview, although Mike has had an uphill climb to make the roster, uh, consider this the bills tied for 29th in the league in sacks last season, and 29th at stopping the run. Now, their success defensively came from a bend-but-don't-break approach and opportunistic takeaways to seal the game. Uh, but they were not an overall stout defense by any means. Uh, one of the reasons is their lack of pass rush. Now, think about it. Uh, Shaq Lawson hasn't proved himself yet in the two seasons he's been here. He had four sacks last season. 
but he missed games last season with injuries, just like the season beforehand. Uh, plus, he's a Doug Whaley pick, and unfortunately, not many of those have panned out and really stuck around on the roster. And although health hasn't been a concern for Jerry Hughes since he's gotten here, uh, production certainly has been as of late. He played the entire season last year, uh, unlike Shaq Lawson, didn't have any injuries, and only had four sacks in 16 games. Now, the most sacks he's had in a season the past three years is six, and he's now the biggest salary cap hit on the roster. So based on your knowledge of Bean and McDermott and how they treat highly paid players that haven't really lived up to their contract, do you think this is a make-or-break season now for him? It absolutely is. And free agent acquisition Trent Murphy is an unknown at this point, coming off a 2017 season-ending ACL tear, and he was busted for using PEDs, which landed him a four-game suspension. Uh, my point is, although there is experience and talent ahead of Mike on the depth chart, there are also question marks. So with Mike's size and speed, intelligence, and work ethic, there could definitely be a place for him on the roster come September. I mean, my opinion doesn't matter for anything, but I think you have a good chance making it. You keep, you know, respecting the process like you have, man. And and I really, I really hope to see you on the field. And uh, I'll definitely see you in training camp, man. Thanks. I really appreciate it, man. Those are some good words, man. I'm gonna, it got me a little more motivated. I really <laughs> I want to thank Sarah Latronica from OTG Sports Management for working with me to get this set up. As you heard from the interview, Mike is a busy guy with 10 to 14-hour days of the facility learning and practicing. Uh, again, I want to thank Mike Love for coming on to answer a few questions. I hope this is a guy whose off-season you will follow and keep tabs on. When you come to St. John Fisher in July and August, look for number 56 on the D-line, trying to make an impact and make this roster. Mike doesn't have a Twitter account, but follow him on Instagram, Mike Love, all one word, underscore 98. And obviously, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast for more unique Buffalo Bills content like this. Uh, the Circling the Wagons podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and YouTube. And I personally would appreciate you guys sharing this interview in particular. I'd like to get Mike's story out there because I think it's something interesting. And I think he's a good guy and someone to root for. So thanks as always for listening. And for me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's charlietangowhiskeypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.